Hey guys, thanks for tuning in. Welcome to episode six of the Fit, Healthy, and Happy podcast. Today we're gonna be doing Mailbox Monday. We've gotten a bunch of questions from you guys through Instagram, through Facebook, and uh, so yeah, let's just jump right into it. So number one, if you could only do one type of cardio, what would you do and why? Uh, So for me, I'm gonna have to say, this one's very tough because I can't say I love cardio too much, but I am gonna have to say running. A lot of people are gonna think I'm crazy. Um, On the treadmill, I hate it, but just going out for like nature runs or just like outdoor runs, uh, it's kind of where I grew up. I started as a long distance runner, so to this day, I do still enjoy it. And if I was only able to do one, that's the one I'd choose. Um, And yeah, what about you, man? I despise running with every bone in my body. If there's one thing I hate, it's jogging, especially. I like sprinting a lot, but jogging, I just, I despise. I'm not made to jog, that's why. I'm a bigger, heavier, kind of more power set person, and jogging does not do me well at all. So for me, like, my favorite type of cardio, straight up, is just incline walk. It has done me so well. I set maybe like a seven grade incline, 3.0 mile per hour, walk and I just get at it Um, the gym I go to I play solitaire on the treadmill and I just do some nice lists and to me I enjoy it like my heart rate's usually in like the 130 to 140 range it's nothing too insane but works me up I burn some good calories it's chill to me I love playing solitaire it's relaxing but uh my close second would have to be probably boxing i don't do it enough but hitting the heavy bag will wipe you out and it's just so fun and something i'd like to do more of and this is something everyone always asks is what type of cardio should i do and as you guys can tell you know these are forms that we like um i highly recommend for choosing the type of cardio there's not exactly one that's best just choose what you're going to stick to and what you're going to do uh, most consistently yeah that's a great tip because someone might love jogging and that's why so for online coaching going to that we set calorie goals instead of do this because a lot of people will say all right you're on the stairmaster for an hour or you're jogging for an hour walking for an hour like everyone is so different if you like biking outside power to you if you like walking around a mall for a couple hours power to you you just need to do something that works for you whether it's jogging hill sprints um there's so many cool ones boxing um some classes like through your gym like there's so many fantastic options and there's not necessarily one that's best um in terms of muscle building it has been kind of shown to do minimal um something that doesn't put as much wear and tear so obviously you want to avoid sprints really tough jogs things like that so you're gonna want to do your slower set kind of things where your heart rate's not as high but you're just working your heart out a bit um but aside from that it's pretty much free reign yeah so awesome uh next question is going to be what is your biggest pet peeve in the gym Oh man, you want to start with that? I don't even know right now. <laughs> I One thing I hate more than anything, and it just came to me right away, is people that take up way more space than they need to. Yeah, yeah. So for me, like I just like to use my little space or whatever. If there's one thing that drives me nuts, it's when someone's using a bench, they're supersetting with another bench, and then they have a third bench for their water bottle to sit on. And it just makes me get so mad because there's like this huge gym and people want to use it and someone's using like two or three different pieces of equipment. It's just ridiculous. Or people are saving it for the future. I've had someone, they're using four pieces and I'm like, well, can I use this one? They're like, I'm going to be using that next. 
And to me, it's just ridiculous. Like, you have to be respectful to everyone. Like, I don't have any more right to a machine than anyone else does. It's yeah. for all of us to share. And even on that, if the gym is so busy, it's people that won't let me work in. Um, like, if you're doing cables or something and someone's asking politely and they're working with your rest times and everything, I think you should let people work in. Like, I've had people be like, no, I'm using this. Come back yeah. in 10 minutes. And that might not work. Someone has time. So if someone wants to work in within reason, if it's a pretty similar kind of thing they're doing like if i'm for instance doing bench press and someone's trying to curl the bar and we have to strip 300 pounds that's not really going to work but uh all in all like if i'm doing like tricep push downs i'd like it if someone would you know just whatever yeah no definitely so i think like gym etiquette is probably the biggest thing and someone who lacks respect for other people is definitely the biggest pet peeve so there totally agree with josh and i'm gonna have to say just you know someone who doesn't put their weight away or someone who doesn't take the weights off and, and put it back. It's just people think that their time's worth more than yours or that, um, you know, the gym is, is more for them than you. It's just, you know, some people need to figure it out and, uh, you know, learn how to get the respect that, uh, everyone else is kind just, of putting out there yeah adding on to that just be considerate i was yeah, at the gym that's it a couple days ago and there are these two new new kids there like really you could tell they're probably brand new they were doing the chest flies with the the five kilograms so very very light whatever they were just doing what they could that's fine the one dude was hitting it he was trying to learn he's being very respectful the other guy was just cranking his reps out, slamming all the weights down. Like out of the fly, he just dropped the cables and sheer boom, boom. And it was like ridiculous. And then he kind of like walk around all big. Yeah. And I, I'm just thinking, I'm like, you're just killing it for everyone here and you're ruining the equipment. Like, I mean, just be somewhat considerate. Even I, I could have been better in the past, you know, of sharing or knowing my space or being nice to people, like cleaning up, all these things. It's just very basic common courtesies and it's something. That if you aren't doing, you should be doing. Yeah, uh, th absolutely. This is your time to change if you're not, but that's my pet peeve. And then, of course, I'm just going to add it in. I tweeted about it the other day. Is the people that are singing or rapping really aggressively. I mean, you do you, be happy, but... Um, or playing your music out loud is another odd one when there's other music playing. There's, I could do a whole thing on yeah. weird gym pet peeves. I'll, I'll cut myself off. Um, the next one would be one simple, simple, sorry, tip for someone looking to lose weight. So if I were to just have like a conversation with someone, just be able to give like one thing I could say, it would just literally be eat less and move more. Um, I mean, there's a million things you could say, but just in that basic equation, you know, eating less calories than you're burning should help the typical person lose weight. Is there anything you that on there um i'd say there's a lot I'll, I'll throw out a bunch of small tips and hopefully everyone will benefit from it so even as i've been doing more reading and learning lately they were studying like some of the people that have lived the longest and have had the best health throughout their whole life so even just general practices i'd say are very very beneficial are chew your food more something i'm trying to challenge myself to do because historically i've come from big bulking and trying to shovel down food so i realize i kind of bite it once and swallow mm -hmm. it down yeah like i'm some kind of crazy animal so instead to really nourish and enjoy each bite and the biggest one too i've i've found even for me if you're trying to lose weight is eat till you're satisfied not till you're full um the like north american culture western culture whatever you want to call it it's really kind of centered around the fact of you get your money's worth you eat till you're full your stuff right like you deserved it you you crank down that food but even today is an example like myself and kyle normally get two shawarma but we find that when we overeat and we, we eat till we full you feel sluggish you don't feel your best um obviously it's a lot of work for your body to try to kind of digest everything it's going to leave you feeling sluggish slow weak so 
those were two big tips I had for people that have lived a while and look for nutritious foods as well in terms of satiety. It's very hard to diet if you're doing straight, if it fits your macros. If you're, for instance, eating a sugary cereal, you're eating fast food for lunch. It's I've tried it. It is so hard versus yeah. if you're eating like we have a fantastic sponsor right now, Power Kitchen. Shout out to them. If you're in Toronto, you should check them out. They're absolutely incredible. Um, they send us meals and basically we get a protein source like a meat or a steak, um, a vegetable source, and then like um, a healthier grain alternative like sabo noodles, zucchini noodles, um, something like yeah, that, rice, squash, whatever. whatever it be. And that has been fantastic because I'm only eating 3,000 calories, which historically I'm doing a little bit of a mini cut would probably kill me believe it or not I eat a lot I could probably eat like 6,000 calories off season but by eating a little bit healthier chewing a little bit more eating till I'm satisfied not stuffed has really changed the game for me and I'd recommend those small ones to anyone who's trying yeah, to lose weight very simple and you guys can apply it right away so try boom. those ones out boom um, how to get a six-pack abs six-pack shortcuts right here this one's for Josh because he's the king of a six pack, so the ab man. There he is. So here's the thing too to consider. Me and Kyle don't really do anything differently. We do the same program, pretty much same amount of cardio, same yeah. intensity. Um, and just as I have better abs than Kyle, he has a lot better shoulders. And a big factor of that's going to be genetics. So first and foremost, you have to realize where you are. I can be literally 20% body fat and you'll see four out of six of my abs the second I even get to like 17 or 16 like I look pretty shredded and then if I'm even like 13 I my abs are popping like I'll get the vein yeah. and the lower V everything yeah. like that and that's very much genetic I, it's one thing I'm blessed with but are my shoulders as wide and thick as Kyle's no so you have to understand where you are genetically and if you really want abs um, some people can have them in a higher body fat than others but you kind of just got to keep digging down so we're looking at older videos of Kyle I'm just going to use it as an example, but when he competed physique, he had a pretty good core. Like, yeah. it looked pretty sweet, and he had to be. How, what were you? I, was, I, I have to be in the 150s, which um, he hates. He, he which, feels like a feather. Makes him all mad. He doesn't like being that yeah, light. I'm not eating much food. I'm I'm feeling very small. But I mean, at 175, which I am now, I don't have abs. But you know, that's kind of the way it is. <laughs> so it, it's a personal. You have to ask yourself: Do you even want abs? So. Being lean is not all it's cranked up to be, and that's something I'm very passionate about. Everyone sells the lean gains, all these things. So people, I'm sure, would consider me lean right now. I would not consider myself lean. Um, I'm not overweight. I'm not big. I'm just, like, I am what I am. I'm probably a crisp 17, 18% body fat on a DEXA. At 214, 213, I think I was... 15% on a DEXA. Um, DEXA, if you guys don't know, is the most accurate form of body fat. So when you step on a scale that's very inaccurate, that's using electric stim um, kind of technology, it's all over the place. I mean, what can you expect from a scale? It just turns a quick jolt. It's not going to be very accurate, especially if you're kind of really muscular. Next up is calipers, which will always shoot me short. So if I do calipers, which is considered more accurate, I'll always get that I'm like 8 or 9 or 10%, which is great and all. But a DEXA is literally a body, body image analyzer. And it's going to do bone marrow, everything, your muscular mass, and that's by far the the standard, the golden standard when it comes to body fat. It's not cheap, it's about a hundred bucks, but if you want a really, really good test, that's how you're going to know it. But anyways, you need to ask what you want, because for someone like Kyle, who would need to be very lean to get abs, probably 8% or sub 8%, um, there's going to be a lot of effects from that. You're not going to be able to eat very much all the time, your energy is going to be very low. Won't be as strong, you're gonna be uh, won't very, be as big. <laughs> very hungry, and your hormones are going to get all out of whack when you're too lean. We're not meant to be that lean. You're 
everything's going to become suppressed from the diet, you can affect your metabolism. So you really need to find that sweet spot. Um, I think a 210 is a really great place for me. I'm pretty shredded. Um, I look really good, but I'm not like striated, glute shredded. <laughs> like I'm not like, so striations are like the little kind of divots you'll get in your muscles. You'll see like, you can see them feathering almost, like they look like a feather. You can see the actual muscle because you're so lean. You have such a small layer of fat over it. So that's just not worth it. So, but anyways, nutshell get abs diet down until you can see them if you want to improve them do ab work obviously do everything do rotary exercises for your obliques um do like leg raises and things like that for lower abs if you want to tighten up that area spot reduction it has previously been considered a myth so if i'm to only work my lower abs i won't lose fat there but there are some studies saying it might be possible so you can go crazy if you got a lot of lower stomach fat you can try it um it's hard to say the study that has been done showed that it was only really beneficial after doing Doing, um, cardio immediately after working that body part so if it does work that might be the secret so if you're looking to target and try to lose in one area that's one way but the overall best way to get abs really is just to diet down um, train them um, maybe once or twice a week there's no need to do every day every day is not beneficial you need to let things heal you need to train them intensely but you can improve them I've had fantastic ab conditioning because I've worked hard I've had less than fantastic really depends how I work um, you're gonna get a lot from compounds as well like barbell squats things like that your abs are constantly stabilizing you and another really good tip something that I started many many years ago is just don't sit with your stomach hanging out loose you know letting it all jig out squeeze it contract it all the time it'll become a habit like even now I realize I'm doing it and I have no intent yeah, no need too. to do it <laughs> but it's just something if you make a habit that's so much like from that alone that you get fantastic benefit but hopefully that really helps you guys that's a really real answer I'd like yeah. to market you something better there are ways to speed up the process and do it intelligently but yeah. overall that's my synopsis yeah that's a common question so I'm glad that you did you address that what's um, next out of the mail another bag? one was uh, what do you think the biggest scam is in the fitness industry there are so many everyone's trying to sell you absolutely everything the quickest fad the quickest you know supplement but I think for me personally the one that frustrates me quite a bit is just the um, amount of uh, unnatural people on Instagram, on YouTube, promising you results like they've gotten, or just taking a transformation where they've cle clearly used steroids, they claim natural, and then they'll promise you the results that they got, um, giving a lot of younger people and newer people false hopes. So there's one of my things. I know Josh has a ton that on his mind too. I, would, I, would, I was going to say waist trainers and stuff, but I feel like these are too obvious at this point. For me, a big one is going to be any form of niche marketing as anything above or superior to traditional mechanisms. Mm -hmm. So for instance, truly holistic diets, keto, um, carb backloading, what else do we got here? Veganism. Intermittent fasting. Uh, intermittent fasting. All these things, people, I realize I'm going to probably tick a lot of people off with this, but I'm going to keep it real. Um, all these things are fantastic. Um, I'm sure veganism as well, the extra nutrition, the less harming of animals, I'm a fan of it. I support it. If you're a vegan, I respect you. That's absolutely fantastic. Yeah. I don't have that discipline, yeah. but I really do value that. If you're someone who does keto, that's amazing. That's a that's a great mechanism to lose weight. I just don't like when people market it as vastly superior to a normal diet or intermittent fasting is another one um, as something that will be significantly, significantly more beneficial to the average person. So all these things are great for different people. I hate high fat diets. I feel sluggish. I feel weak. I feel greasy. My skin feels it. Keto is not for me. I will not benefit from that. Um, someone else, it might be the greatest thing ever. It might be the key they needed to unlock it. Um, if my 
myself and Kyle wanted to make a lot of money, we'd align ourselves with a specific practice and be less of a generalist and market something as superior, like as vastly superior but at the end of the day it's not like the science shows there's very small changes to each field and it's really just about doing something that works for you so once again I want to repeat this before people come at you pitchforks I love all these things I love intermittent fasting I love keto I love veganism I love everything I just don't like when you tell me I need to do this thing because it's better when the science hasn't really supported that. So do you. If you like eating eight meals a day, that's fine. If you like eating one meal a day and that works for you, that's fantastic as well. Enjoy it. Tell people it worked for you. Tell them to try it. But you really should try different things and just don't believe something just because some dude that looks pretty good says this is the only way and the best way. You need to do it for you. You need the reasonings. You need the morality behind it too, like with something like veganism. If that's your something you're passionate about, that's fantastic that was incredible do it try to tell other people the benefits of it but I just don't like when people say that something needs to be done it's like me saying you need to buy a Mercedes it's the best car in the world when there's plenty of fantastic cars Audi yeah, all these things it just what suits you what works for you and that's a bit of a tangent but that's as real as I can be with all these things yeah, I couldn't agree more there um, so the last question we have is what's one thing you would have done differently uh, in your first year of lifting for me um, I'm gonna say like I I saw great gains from just absolutely going in there and crushing it But I, I will say sometimes I think I did a bit too much and that kind of led me to like my, my my first and like only shoulder injury Basically, I remember I did bench press three days in a, in a row trying to hit some PRs really overloading And I remember one time my dumb uh, the dumbbells uh, Just kind of like my shoulders gave out on me pretty much and my dumbbell fell hit me on the side of the head kind of and Ever since then had shoulder tendonitis a bit of shoulder issues. So I would say I probably would have toned it down a little bit um, and that way I'd probably see better gains over the long run. Not immediately within that first year, but my shoulder would have been healthier and I would have probably been in a better place. So yeah, to that point, mine would be I would have just paid someone, hired either an online coach or a personal trainer that I trust that had good reviews and was recognizable. Um, because look, because Kyle was silly and didn't realize it wasn't intelligent Didn't have to proper do that, programming. Yeah, you when know. you shouldn't push too hard, he probably went overboard. He's messed up his shoulder. It's something that follows him. Whereas if he had a proper periodized program and he had a good coach to say, hey, buddy, less is more, <laughs> yeah. right? You need to learn to work up your volume and that's how you're going to improve all these things. None of this would have happened. And same for me. Like I've, I said in the Thursday episode, if you guys haven't heard it yet, um, kind of about how we started our business, how it's formed. I highly recommend you check that out if you haven't. But I wish I just hired someone because I spent two to three years trying to figure out the right way. I did a lot of things wrong. I wasted a lot of time. But if you just pay someone to teach you your form proper, um, you'll save so much time. And here's the thing, if you don't want to pay someone, money's tight, you can do it yourself, but then do your research. I did do my research, so I'm thankful. However, it's definitely hard to identify what's good, what isn't, especially with niche marketing, because if I want to make money and I'm in uh, intermittent fasting, I'm going to say this is the only way you can do it. Everything else is a scam. Pick science that fits my methodology, and it's confusing to you because you say, is this truly the best? Is this not the best? Is powerlifting the best? Is bodybuilding the best? Is CrossFit the best? But at the end of the day, it's things that suit you, suit your goals, what you'll be effective at, what you'll continually do, and the style of working out. Try everything too, right? Like you want to experiment. We've tried MMA, powerlifting, bodybuilding, like I guess you could say CrossFit through like 
just kind of cycle training, like doing different things and sport training and see what works for you in both nutrition and the gym and with your lifestyle and roll with that. That's what we're all about here, as you guys can tell, just kind of figuring out what works best for you. We're not trying to sell you on a certain way. If you don't like flexible dieting like we do, you don't have to do it. And, you know, someone approached me before and he said, I kind of noticed what you guys are all about. And, and that's what we do. We preach what works best, what you're going to stick to. And uh, that's kind of the way it should be within uh, the fitness industry instead of hearing all these crappy answers on how to get results. So, yeah, just want to say appreciate you guys for sticking around. That's all the questions we have for today, or at least all the time we have. We just hit 20 minutes. And uh, make sure, make sure to leave a review, guys, because we are now over 10 reviews. So that would mean a lot. Share with a friend. These are a lot of fun for us to make and we want to continue to dedicate the time to do that so subscribe to the channel like i said share it with a friend and uh keep asking us some questions for the next episode